First time that we've all been in a similar area, and as opposed to socially Skype. distant. Yes. Yep. Yep. I checked. We're good. <laughs> um, and With your six foot long back scratcher. That's right. Given <laughs> given how the province is going, this may be the last time that we're doing this for a while. So we're making it count because we are going to do a review <laughs> of the first episode of the latest season of Star Trek Discovery. Yay! Yay! And we're also going to talk a little bit about Lower Decks, because that just finished last week. And we just watched it. Yes. So with us is Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. <laughs> and Ryan. Hello, welcome to my home. Yes, we're, we're recording in Ryan's studio, otherwise known as his living room. As opposed to our studio, which otherwise is the kitchen. Known as your kitchen. <laughs> And Kevin. It is good to see people who are not on a screen. Yes. Yeah. I see you at, like, every day. Yeah, but you're like not people when you're at work. <laughs> I kind of get that a little bit. Like, is it like your work, Ryan, not Ryan, Ryan? No. It's good to Except look at somebody else. Unless trailer. there's a new trailer and then he's <laughs> then, got a really great monitor out. on his computer at work. <laughs> it's good to look at somebody else's toy collection. And Ryan has an impressive one. Aw, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so first, as we do every episode, we're going to do the news. Ryan? Okay, uh, my news is actually kind of light this week. Um, we got one last minute one, like, just yeah, half an hour I'll, before. I'll let uh, you, you bring that up later. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> I put this in here because I thought it was kind of funny and interesting. So there's going to be a new Batman cartoon coming to uh, a Warner Brothers uh, channel or somewhere soon. Oh, it's a uh, it's it's a Warner Brothers preschool animated action adventure comedy series. Oh, fun! Oh, baby Batman, the Batmobile. Oh, baby Batmobile. Apparently, it's being it's going to be on the oh, sorry, it's going to be on the Cartoon Network and HBO Max. Uh, the title is Bat Wheels. Oh, that's so cute! It's going to be in the the style of like cars. <laughs> Um, and so it's uh, the Batmobile, who is named Bam. <laughs> we'll Bam start... the Batmobile? Bam the Batmobile. You know, we'll from be, like uh... the 60s Batman, where he always said, Bam, pow! <laughs> uh, Bam will star alongside BB, the Batgirl Cycle, mm-hmm. Red, the Red Bird. Uh, who wants to guess at the Batwing's name? Remember, that's the... Um, the the Batwing's name is Flapper. No. no. Wing? No. <laughs> I already no told idea. you. Oh, uh, Jet you? with two T's. Ooh. Oh. Of course. Uh, and then there's a Bat truck named Buff. 
Ooh. I don't remember Batman having a truck. Well, doesn't this? Or there's a What about the boat? It's probably like on Knight Rider. It's a truck that the Batmobile can go up inside. Uh, there's no boat. Since they're sentient, the that staff. brings up all sorts of horrible uh, images. But it could show up later. Who knows? They should bring the boat and the Batcopter. Oh, I bet you they will by the end of yeah. the day. And Batdog. Depends how well it does. They need more toys. <laughs> yep. That sounds absolutely adorable, and I really want to see pictures of it. <laughs> uh, okay, did any of you guys see, we got a new trailer for uh, Free Guy, that uh, Ryan Reynolds video game yep. movie. Was that There's, the new trailer that we saw, or was that an old one? No, that was the new oh, one. Okay. I really want to see that Where movie. it really gives a better description of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one, Kevin? I did not. Oh. So, it really shows, you know, so, in the, you know, he's a character that... He's an NPC, a non-player character in this video game that pretty much looks like he becomes sentient and realizes mm-hmm. that there's other stuff going on. Ends up getting a pair of these sunglasses that are what the character player, like the regular players that the people wear. Mm-hmm. And when he puts it on, he can see like what you would see if you were looking at a, at a screen in the video game. <laughs> and we get to see in this trailer the people in the real world that see this happen and actually interacting with him. Yeah. And so it looks like it could be a pretty a lot more interesting movie than I thought it was going to be. I didn't first. realize Taika Waititi was in it until we saw the trailer for it. Like he's like the it looks like he's the head of the game company he that wants to makes shut it. Shut it down. Yeah, because his game has gained sentience. Yeah. I really want to see this movie. I think it looks hilarious. It, no. it looks interesting. What is it hitting theaters or is it it's planned to at the moment? Planned to at the moment. We'll see when we get to mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, so speaking of other movies and everything, you know, news and everything's getting bumped back. Uh, the Matrix 4 has been bumped forward. Really? So okay. instead of getting it in uh, 2022, we will be getting it Christmas of 2021. Yeah. Not, you know what? That kind of makes sense because it probably shot majority of it on like a set. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have much interest in another Matrix movie. Uh, I oh, kind of do am. and kind of don't. All I'm at totally the same interested because I want to see if they're if they fix it or if they really screw it up <laughs> more than they already have. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I'd like them to just ignore Matrix two and three, or yeah. maybe ignore Matrix one as well and just make no. A new movie. I don't think we're ignoring the first uh, one. No. Yeah, if they ignore two and three, I may be interested in four, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do, considering the people that are coming back for it that should mm. be dead. It, yeah, well, maybe but it also does have like a a pretty good and varied cast. Yeah. for the mm. for the main cast. So, are the is the cast of the original Matrix? Are they all still around? To some of them are in it. It's, it's Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves, Reeves are both are back. back. Good, so good. The the original. Uh, Fishburne, is he? Was I don't think he's in it, but he dies in the movie too, doesn't he? Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, but doesn't Carrie Ann Moss no, die he, too? No, he survives in the movies. He died in the video game after the movies. Oh, uh, okay. And it was they, that online RPG. Yeah, they were saying that was canon, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything. That was canon years at later. the time. Now it's not. Just like all those yeah. Star Wars books I was just that about have, to say that. <laughs> you know, they were all canon too until Disney decided they weren't. So It's a little interesting. <laughs> they're legends. That the Matrix didn't really have much more spin-off material than it did. No, it was, like well, we got a couple comic novel. Yeah, two. Was there two? They're both like short story collections so. Okay, I forgot the one. Yeah, but the thing is is that the first Matrix movie was pretty much a, a one and done. Like it didn't 
Oh, I called. And the only reason they tacked two more on is because it made more money than they were expecting. So they're like, oh, yeah. crap, we got to. I need to rewatch The Matrix. It's been years since I've seen it. And it was so groundbreaking. I loved that movie when it came out. Yeah, the first one was fantastic. One years ago. But the, I don't even remember the next two other than I didn't like them. The kind of interesting part about the other two, or at least the second one, is the it was during the shift in computer graphics at the time mm-hmm. so if you watch matrix 1 it all still pretty much holds up mm-hmm. up until spoiler alert for a 20 year old movie <laughs> the end where neo flies off that's a little kind of yeah gooey are you talking uh, the end of the first one yeah yes yeah but that's because he's become one with the matrix and now he can manipulate everything yeah but then, I mean, just the CGI looks a oh. little dated now. But the rest of the movie still holds up really tight. Yeah. Matrix 2 is kind of like when you watch, like, the Star Wars prequels. Is that For whatever reason, that CGI just is not holding up right. nearly to where they thought it was going to. And I haven't watched the third one in probably... There's no reason to. I... Oh. The last time I I was going to attempt to, I was incredibly hammered, and maybe, we get, so <laughs> maybe we need to do a True North Nerds movie live viewing again. Maybe of the one of the two Matrix movies, like the second or my, the third. Uh, my or friend both. Doug and I were at a bar with oh, a bunch geez. of people that we knew, and the bartender liked Doug, so we were getting free drinks. And we and he lived not too far from this bar. And we were stumbling home drunk to, like, his place. I was going to stay over at his place. And, like, I want to say five minutes in, we started talking about The Matrix, followed by, you know what? We should watch all three now. And Doug's like, oh, that's a, I got all three. Well, l- let's do it, man. Then we walked another, like, five minutes, peed on a public building. As you do. <laughs> Continued walking. Got to his place, and he had, like, a Lazy Boy recliner couch. Yep. Reclined it out, put the first movie on. I think we both passed out within like the first five minutes of the oh, first yeah, of did. We didn't nowhere near the second movie. It's but yeah. I'm curious to see what they do. It's yep. not like on the top of my list, but uh so with that one getting moved forward, so we got a list of movies that got moved back. So this is the, the DC Warner. This is the DC shuffle, shuffle yeah. <laughs> Batman is moved sorry, the Batman. Moving from October 1st, 2021 to March 4th, 2022. Mm -hmm. The Flash is moving from June 3rd, 2021 to November 4th, 2022. Uh, And then the... Which which used to be the date for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which is now going to arrive June 2nd, 2023. And the Black Adam movie starring Dwayne Johnson goes from December uh, 22nd, 2021 to to be determined later which is kind of a shame because they just started announcing crap for that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. now it's off the table again i guess it doesn't mean that it's not going to start filming soon but they just they don't know when they're going to release it right yeah um oh here you go trivia time everybody gets a guess not a trivia whatever what right now this year's Top grossing movie. Go. Box office movie. Didn't Brent say it was the Empire Strikes Back? It was at one time. Not anymore. Oh. Oh, something's beaten it? It has. 
Uh, Ghostbusters. No. Is it an old movie? Yes. Ah, Crap. What just came out that was... I give up. The what Nightmare Before Christmas. No. That is a, a is that right. in theaters? I would go see I, that I just checked theaters. the movie listings this afternoon to see what was playing, and The Nightmare Before Christmas was at the top of the list. Ooh, <laughs> we should go see that. Oh, wait. That, you know it. what? That could get like the bonus, because they can do it now, and then they can re-release it yet again at Christmas. <laughs> Christmas yeah. Okay, so what is it, Ryan? Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus yeah. Pocus has taken the has taken the lead for the box off top box office of 2020. So you know this, what? I've never seen that movie. I don't think I've seen all of it all of it once, or if I have, it's been a very long time since I've seen that. So I do that anyway. That amuck even though I've never seen that movie. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah, from Hocus Pocus. So this doesn't help our listeners at all, but this weekend it's playing at the drive-in with. Beetlejuice. <gasps> Let's go. Yes, yeah, so we're busy. Oh, boo! <laughs> Why? Why are we busy? Because we like playing Dungeons. So and Dragons. it's it's made more money this year than like uh, what, there were some movies that came out in January, February, or what was the Pixar movie we saw? Oh, onward, onward. onward? Like, uh, yeah, but it wasn't on. Very, onward wasn't on. Yeah, remember because long, it, everything shut Disney down Plus. and went That's straight true. to Disney Plus afterwards. Yeah, That's we saw true. that like two weeks before everything shut down. That's true. Yeah, I huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh Hocus Pocus was a movie that flopped when it came out in '94. I I just listened to a podcast about this film as well, and um, so it it came out. <laughs> excuse me, in the summer of '94, and it it flopped. Because it was a Halloween, was a Halloween movie, movie that came out in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the wrong time for, yeah. for that movie. But then it showed up on Disney Channel. Yep. And so people, so people who are now in their late thirties, early forties in in the states who had Disney Channel love Hocus Pocus because they watched it all the time, every Halloween, and it was on multiple times during the year. And so Hocus Pocus became one of those sort of cult classics. Uh, because it was on TV all the time. If there was a Halloween party at Disney World right now, the big featured show that takes place in front of the castle is a Hocus Pocus themed show with the three Sanderson sisters witches. See, I'm so surprised that I have not seen this movie because it sounds like it would be 100% up my alley. I, I don't know if I've seen it either. Maybe but it's, it's on the, Disney it, Plus, the, isn't it? It is on Disney Plus. Yeah. You should make it a Halloween yeah, night. part of their yes. uh, Halloween uh, playlist woohoo i gotta watch it now as a side note i wonder if this is something that like from our generation had but now other generations from here on out for a while will get is we there are a lot of movies that are beloved that were flops or like not quite a success at theaters yeah that did really well on home video yeah now is that what we're going to start getting now is like movies that do not do well in the theater like even say when theaters get a slightly wider berth than they are now but we'll get like an incredible second life on like streaming and video on demand it could happen the difference though is with streaming you have to go and seek out what you're looking for mm-hmm. whereas Back in 90, 95, when it aired on Disney Channel, just on. you just flipped on Disney Channel and you watched what was ever there. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, like they used to have the Sunday Sunday night Disney movies right. on CBC. Was it yeah. CBC? Yeah. yeah. 
there's even talk of a Hocus Pocus sequel now, mm. 25 years later, and Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker are both game to make another one. Well, yeah, because they haven't really done anything in the past. Bette knows, Midler doesn't need to, though. No, of course not. Neither does Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. The third probably. witch was Kathy Najimy, and she's I loved her. Done, she's done okay for herself too. Mm. She's the cutest person on TV. But Bette Midler still has the teeth that she wore in that film. Oh wow! And she has gone on record saying, "Is it's one of the favorite roles she's ever had." Oh, I bet. So you know their like little ghoul guy. Yes. Do you know who played him? No, Doug Jones. That does Guillermo not surprise me. Guillermo del Toro's me. favorite uh, dude to play people and makeup and stuff like that. He okay. would. It's one of his few like speaking roles. Mm. So now instead of Star Trek Discovery, maybe we should watch Hocus Pocus. No, oh. no, not tonight. No, we Sorry. should watch Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I'm outvoted. <laughs> uh, so no, so we've got another Disney movie coming to Disney Plus. Uh, skipping theaters, uh, Pixar's Soul. I really want to see mm. that too. Will be coming as yeah. well this coming Christmas. You'll be able to watch it, and, and it's not for rental. It's yeah. going to streaming. Yep, yeah, straight, straight to stream. Speaking of that rental price, I noticed that um, Mulan is on Cineplex uh, right now. You can rent it or buy it from Cineplex, mm. and even there, it costs thirty five dollars. I'm if, just going to wait until it's. It'll be on Disney Plus yeah. regular in December. Yeah. So. so I can wait till December. Not the jump from possible news item, but I take it we've all heard that Disney came out this week and said they're going to focus more money and attention on streaming than yes. theatrical. Oh, really? Yes. Well, yeah, because, you know, there is no foreseeable end to COVID right now, so. Yeah. And a major theater chain in the States is just, has just shuttered, yeah. right? And the there, cinemas. there's estimates that AMC is, like, if they do another shutdown, they're they're done. Yeah, so it's they're even. Not in good le- they weren't on good legs before no. COVID. They're even worse off There's going to be a big recovery period of especially for movie theaters, getting back on track, if the ones who survive are able to. Yeah. So, I mean, it's smart for... And isn't Regal the company that was going to buy Cineplex? Might be. We did talk about that like a while ago. Yeah, and I know that deal fell through, so maybe it's a good thing that that deal fell through. It's There's a lot of, like, I, I got into it with a Toronto film critic uh, a little while ago. Because he's of the opinion that these giant multiplexes are going to die, and that's a good thing for film. Oh. And because, basically, they, they cater to the, the big studio movies. Right. It's very, like, the cineplexes up here, especially, don't really carry much in the way of art house cinema or anything like that. Unless but somebody brings those films in. Yeah. So, But at the same time, is like... I was arguing with them. Yeah, but that's that's fine for somebody like you who lives in Toronto. Out here is a smaller theater going to open up and exist and like do well. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's we just lost our one here in Barrie. Yeah, yeah. and not only that is like you know the a lot of people like contrary to some critics' beliefs. Like the Avengers movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a billion reasons and why those movies keep continuing. And there's nothing more fun than sitting in a full theater of people watching a big blockbuster. Well, yeah. I think we had that conversation when we were talking about being able to pay for Mulan and how, you know, 
personally, I like to pay for the experience of being in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just, I like paying for the popcorn. I like mm-hmm. seeing it on the big screen with the surround sound surrounded by fans. Like, yeah. Like, that's the whole reason you pay an arm and a leg to go to the movie theater. One of my favorite YouTube movie guys right now, Movie Bob, <laughs> um, he did a big thing about it and mentioned the fact that, like, one of the reasons you see a lot of memes of Cap uh, picking up Mjolnir is because it's like we all geekdom and those of us who like movies and geekdom all associate that as a happy memory. Oh yes, we all remember what it was like in the theater when that happened. Like yep. what yep. Jen was saying It's like that's the prime example, right? Well, there. yeah, there no, there's two two moments that I can think of in recent history. There's that one where a cap gets Mjolnir and everybody in the theater just exploded, and then there's um, the was it the last Star Wars one or the no, it's one Last before. Jedi, where Holdo last, yeah, where, puts the where, ship through. Where, yeah, where she she goes to hyperspace through the, the ship, and yeah. the theater was silent. Except for the one guy who went, holy shit! Exactly! <laughs> yeah. And, okay, I just thought of a third one. Uh, when I saw Frozen for the first time, and Hans ends up being the bad guy. Same thing. The whole theater was silent. Yeah. And that's the kind of experience that you want. Like mm. everybody getting that emotional reaction when yeah. you're happy or sad or outrage yeah. all at once and just being as part of that. It's really cool. And that's why you go to the movies. Yeah. And you hope that the movie's good enough you, you get one of those scenes. Yep. <laughs> so I, I guess we'll see in we'll the see. end. But yeah, Disney's putting money behind it now mm-hmm. yeah that being said i'm happy that more stuff will be on disney plus because we are paying for it and i do enjoy that platform mm-hmm. two weeks until the mandalorian yep <laughs> and counting <laughs> and so my last little bit of news is, uh, has multiple news things to it oh okay the story changed off and on during the last week couple weeks so there's been all kinds of talk around the next spider-man movie oh yes so the latest rumor that hasn't been completely debunked with an actual comment by Sony or or Mar- or uh, Disney is that uh, Doctor Strange will be joining the cast. Cool. Uh, so you know they've got a long history in the comics, and the two of them are actually friends in real life. So it'll be interesting to see how that works and how it works into the reports that Doctor Strange is going around trying to fix a broken multiverse that possibly is broken by Wanda during the WandaVision series. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, one ru- the one rumor we did get that then was like debunked, or at least was had actually actually commented about, was that uh, Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield had already been signed on for it as well to reprise their role as Spider-Man, mm-hmm. or, you know, the respective Spider-Man. But Sony has come out and been like, no, 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 no. That's not, no, no. Which is kind of a shame because that would have been a good idea. Well, even yeah, if but are they full like, of shit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then even it, if it was just a little glimpse. Well, my big thing there would be, because you know, I, I think they need, well, we've been on the record of saying this before. They need to do that. They need to build to a Spider-Verse movie. Great. Not this next movie. This next movie right. should be a Spider-Man movie. Maybe at the end, you would show something, maybe the, the bonus scene or... Especially if it ties in with Doctor Strange going through different, you know, doing that, then okay, you can glimpse at them mm-hmm. and see them to show that these other versions of Spider Man are out there. 
but don't make that the purpose of this movie. It would be like making the fourth no. movie, be like doing Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. after Dark Knight and thinking, okay, great, there's a great Batman movie that takes place between those two movies. Yeah. yeah. We just don't get to see it. Yeah. It's sort of my complaint about the Venom, uh, the, the Spider-Man 3 with Venom. They should have really built it up like in the comics. Like, you know, month like for a couple months, he got like tortured by some mysterious figure. And then we found out that it was Venom. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it that, just the found somebody else. Instead, they not. just did it within like half an hour of a yeah. two hour movie where the other half was almost completely unconnected. Yeah. Now, I do like the idea of. <clears throat> with Iron Man being gone now, Doctor Strange kind of stepping in as that surrogate father figure for because they are the same character, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. They are exactly the same character, <laughs> arrogant professional who gets taken down by accident and then redevelops themselves one via tech, one via magic. They're yeah. the same person. Yeah, I don't know if Peter needs another superhero father figure. Like even the whole mentoring that that Tony was doing, say, like, okay, it was great. I don't know if he needs somebody else to come in and step into that role again. Well, especially since Spider Man is more strange is the tech. right one for that. Yeah. yeah. Another friend of mine who's got like a run of Amazing Spider Man that like rivals yours. Um, he said the same thing. He's like. Spider-Man doesn't need a mentor. Like, that's part of the... He's never had a mentor. The, the cool thing about Spider-Man is he's a teenage kid who screws up and then figures it out and tries to make it better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's a little baby Spider-Man. He's so cute. He it's needs okay a buddy. He, he needs a buddy. Yeah, no. And like that that's... he can turn to, but like, that's always been a thing. But in the end, it's... Yeah. yeah, but they've kind of established at least this version of Spider-Man as, you know, the kid who is looking for a father figure. That's basically... Like I, how his character has developed. Yeah. yeah, like you guys probably haven't seen this, read this, but uh, it's of the the era of Avengers and Spider Man. That's more towards where Kevin and I started reading when he fights Fire Lord, the Herald of Galactus. Did you? It was in an Avengers. I, I think it was also Spider Man. Yeah, it's like it was one of the cool things is the Avengers come to help Spider Man out. And Spider-Man's just kicking the shit out of Fire Lord. Nice. <laughs> like, Captain America basically says, like, I think he's got it. <laughs> See, and I think that uh, that the Marvel Universe Spider-Man is going to get to that point, but I don't think that they've developed him to that point yet. Mm. I think he's, because they, they kind of set him off, set him up as in need of help now and the, mentorship. Yeah. Now, the question is, is Sony full of shit? Yeah. Or are they being honest? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in uh, cover mode or... Yeah. yeah. It's Which, like, like, what's her name? Tatiana... Yep, Tatiana I was just going to mention that. Maslani, yeah. So that she apparently uh, was being interviewed by... Uh, Sudbury the Sudbury Star. Star. Sudbury Star. Uh, Seems I, like a, a weird outlet to get this news from, but okay. <laughs> and so yeah, they apparently asked her about all these... This, you know, I guess the, the reports... That she was signed on to be She-Hulk, and she has come out to say that it's it was a press release that got out of control. Mm. So I guess it wasn't. Mm. So as far as so I guess from the looks that of that sounds now, like a, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, it's either <laughs> she's said coming, you know, she's so it's not happening, and we've all just been led astray, or it's like you said, it's um, since it's not Disney official. Yeah, that. Uh, 
the she weird can't talk about it. The weird thing about this one though is that it didn't come out as some weird website. It was Variety that yeah. reported this. So somebody put it best that Disney likes good soldiers, and yeah. she's probably just towing the company line until yeah. they do an official announcement. Yeah. yeah, and who can blame her? Really, yeah. it's you yeah. Know. I'd be like. What, you don't want to get in Disney's bad graces, especially yeah. since they own everything. Because now. if she admitted to it and they told her not to, that's a great that's way of getting yourself fired before yeah. the show happens. Which now, the other announcement we got of the Miss Marvel actress was that an official Disney announcement, or was that one? I believe that was official because, so. like, she commented on it, and yeah. they've done newspaper articles. And okay. But yeah, it's you know. So we like look at Rosario Dawson's another prime example. We're I'd say we're what eighty percent sure that she is in the Mandalorian and probably Ahsoka. Yeah, but it's never been confirmed or denied by anybody there, other than like you know the toy artwork that we've seen. Yeah, yeah but true. now if she isn't, we're all going to be disappointed. Yep, I know I will be. And then I guess my last little bit of news was the one you just posted about before we started, so you might as well mm-hmm. uh, comment on it. Because I so, didn't see the article. So. Michael B. Jordan, uh, one of our favorite actors who is in Black Panther and Creed and a bunch of other stuff in a terrible Fantastic Four movie, but that wasn't his fault. It was <laughs> He was good in a terrible Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is going to be a producer... On a Static Shock movie for DC Warner Brothers. I just read this myself. And uh, this is according to the the Hollywood Reporter. And so they've they've got like quotes and stuff from him that like he is definitely happy about. Now here's the part that I find interesting. Here's the quote. I'm proud to be part of building a new universe centered around black superheroes. Our community deserves that. Now, I don't disagree with them, mm-hmm. but what gets me is that line of building a new universe centered around black superheroes. Do you think the announcement at DC Fandom last month about the return of Milestone Media plays into this at all? I believe that at least he is hoping that Reginald there Hudlin, are bigger plans for Milestone other than just static. Because Reginald Hud- Hudlin is involved in this, too. Yeah, yep. And so, if we if that's the case, I w- now d- are we going to see a huge like milestone universe similar to the MCU? I don't think it's going to go that far, just due to the amount of scope of books that they have. But are we going to get uh, like at least icon pitch? We talked about icon is with- definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah. And he's a little young, but Michael B. Jordan's almost in that age range where he would work in that part. Mm. So it's uh, I think it's great. Uh, the, uh, Static's a perfect entry-level character yeah. to, to test out the idea. Or you know who else could play Icon? It was the actor who played Dr. Manhattan on Watchmen. Ooh. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Crap. What? Oh. I feel bad because I can't remember his name either. Yeah, he no, he'd be good, good too. Mm. Icon's like Milestone's version of Superman, but the the difference is is he's an alien that crash lands as a child to Earth, but his craft or whatever scans the area to pick up the life form that they have to kind of disguise him as, 
and it's in like the 1700s i guess or early 1800s yeah where slavery is still effect and he lands near a plantation oh that is interesting yeah and he like and he has these superpowers and he manages like to build life for himself he kind of like kills himself off and then come like his his personas each time like highlander style (laughs) and he's living as basically like a black republican in the 80s sort of sticking to himself and then a girl breaks in and finds out he has these powers and convinces him to be a superhero to help out his neighborhood oh interesting it's a it's a real it was a really good idea and like because at first glance it's like oh it's a ripoff of superman it it sort of is but it takes it from a different cultural perspective even to the point where they did a crossover with superman where a character points out like how they're so similar but due to how they were raised in their conditions things turned out much differently for both guys Mm -hmm. awesome yeah so um like i said entry level character to bring the milestone universe in is static's perfect yep uh, anybody got else? Anyone else have news? Well, I I don't know if this is really news. I was looking through websites that talk about um, what's filming in the Toronto area, mm-hmm. and the one thing that jumped out at me on the list is that uh, with a November start date, Star Trek Discovery season four. Which hasn't officially been announced yet, but it looks like they're going to start production next month. Cool. And Strange New Worlds is apparently on that list, too, for early next year. In a weird way, with the the COVID situation, it makes sense. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet, you mean? Well, no, that they're getting ahead of it. Oh, okay. Like, like, the thing is with... And I think we might see this in films here on out, is more productions will have more filming time built into them because of like what we saw with possible, Batman. Yeah. Right. Possible have to reset because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Like even if they're very careful and stay in bubbles, you know, yep. people are coming in offset and the minute a star gets it, they have to sh- shut down production. Batman is the Batman's prime example is they were back, what, two weeks? Yeah. And Pat- Patterson got covid and they had to shut down for three weeks well cbs just built that big studio in mississauga too so you know they want to fill it up and make use of it get their money's worth so yeah and and start filming now and then if they have to take breaks they haven't announced the season yeah they haven't announced when the season is no it can still show up whenever they planned or if they have to move it back it's not disappointing anybody but i think they really would like to have star trek on uh, 52 weeks a year so if they can manage it yeah the alex kurtzman um in an interview this week said that they have planned the star trek franchise through 2024 awesome nice so all right anyway. oh did we mention the um Kate Mulgrew has been cast to appear on the the next Star Trek animated series, Star Trek Prodigy. No, oh, that's new news. Yeah. Okay, well, that is I new news. I did read something about yeah, it. I, I yeah, I may have no, posted it on the Facebook, it on the but I don't think we po- I no, talked about no. it. So Star Trek Prodigy is the 
the youth-oriented Star Trek animated series. It's going to appear on Nickelodeon next year. And during New York Comic Con last week, they made a special announcement that the captain in charge will be Kate Mulgrew reprising her role as Catherine Janeway. Neat. The show is about a bunch of kids who find a derelict Starfleet ship, uh, a bunch of sort of rough-and-tumble not all the best kids in the universe kind of kids. So I'm not quite sure where this show fits in the timeline, whether they, they specifically said captain Janeway. And we know the last time we saw her, she was an admiral in star Trek nemesis, Mm. but she could be just appearing as a, an AI character or a holodeck thing or a, someone giving orders from across the galaxy. That, that My, sounds like the plot of space cases. Could be. Well, we, we've said that a couple times about this show. Yeah. So. My favorite comment came with uh, came from friend of the show Alex Kruger, where it was Captain Janeway to appear on Star Trek show was the headline, and the comment he put underneath is she in jail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting, and um, I've been enjoying pretty much everything that's come out of the Star Trek office lately. So mm-hmm. that's a good segue. That's why I set him up like that. <laughs> so we have all completed. Lower Decks, the animated comedy set in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers may abound here, so if oh, you yes. haven't watched it, you can stop now and then come back later. Okay. Have you watched it yet? Good, because we're going to probably spoil the crap out of it. Uh, <laughs> what did everybody think? Let's start with Jen. I loved it. I think it's probably now my new favorite Star Trek. It's super funny. And it's like, I, I always like more lighthearted TV, you know, something that's kind of like, I, I'm not really big into like serious dramas and stuff like that. I like having a lot of comedy, but not really stupid comedy. So I love that it takes Star Trek, which uh, I also love, and kind of makes it a little bit goofy. And not like in a mocking way, it like mm. it takes, it's probably what it would be like, <laughs> all more or less. So, yeah, I really, really like it, and I'm looking forward to more. Ryan. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it, too. I like the animation style, uh, and then the comedy style, too. I like the way it's written and everything. Um, and the fact that, yeah, you can see, yeah, not everybody in Starfleet is perfect. Yes. You know, mm. Yes, they're all smart, and they know their thing, and they know stuff, but they're not, you know, yeah, they're not all perfect all the time. And they make mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Now, they make you know there's some of them that make stupid mistakes like uh, you know bringing you know things to life like trying to download your brain into what was that an engine yeah it was kind of, <laughs> making a dog you know, making making a, a dog, dog when you don't know what a dog air, air is <laughs> that can talk it's the dog I love that she I like named when it him the dog yeah. <laughs> and everybody was just like eh. I love when its head opened up and its eyes flew out with bat wings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because that's what ha- that's what dogs do. And Mariner's it's- like, just wake me up if I need to do something. <laughs> uh, and even at the, the that the not just the lower decks people, like, but the bridge crew themselves were oh, were not perfect. Island of misfit toys, mm-hmm. in yeah. a lot of ways. But then even the other crews were not any much better in in some regards. I love how no, no. The, the the captain of the Cerritos is like, oh, we're going to have to go rescue that captain again. She's not going to like this. <laughs> and her brand new ship that still has all the plastic protectors. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the protectors off. Take your shoes off. I want to keep the ship neat. 
And we got the, I liked how they went and took obscure characters, like alien races, and brought them back. Like the like the bad guys from that one that episode. Yeah, I don't uh, remember the, them. The pack the, the pack lids. Yeah. What season are they from? Do season you know? two. The episode. See, that's why I, knew I don't it remember. Was early. The episode peak performance. Jordy went to help them fix their ship, and then they tried to keep Jordy. Jordy. You are smart. You're we smart. will help you. You make us strong. No, I vaguely, vaguely remember that, but for all I know, that happened to Jordy multiple times. And it, it kind of <laughs> makes sense that they like they've gotten to the point where they're at at that point. Right? I do love that he, they've extrapolated things from the old series mm. and just sort of taken them to a logical conclusion that's also funny, like peanut hamper. Peanut hamper. Peanut hamper. I laughed so hard when she appeared. Because <laughs> especially how she's got the Starfleet uniform painted on, painted on her. <laughs> and then when they asked her to do something that was even slightly dangerous, she's like, "Screw you! I only did this to piss no, off my dad." Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, the psycho Starfleet logo from his Badgy. I I told Alex that I want a shirt with Badgy on it. I you want can do Badgy two on variations. You could just do one. With Badgie, like, big on the middle of it. Or you do one that's, like, a Starfleet uniform with Badgie uh, uh, for the, the combat. Or one that looks makes it look like Badgie has disemboweled you so that it's <laughs> sticking out the front and the the other prong of the... I um, love how Badgie's, like... Of the Delta's coming through your back. Hello, Badgie's, father. Badgie's super happy until you disable the safeties, and then he's like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I've already said, oh, he's like, oh, can, will you make that program for us? I already made ten of them before while I was while you were waiting. It's like, he's just ready to kill. Oh yeah, bad you. I loved that right from the very first episode. These were characters that you could recognize. They were established. Unlike I think, I've heard other people say this, and I think I tend to agree. This may be the strongest first season of any star trek series there was no having to learn how the characters acted or behaved they were their characters from the first moment we saw them mm. yeah when when mariner met boimler and she hacked his leg off with a bat lift in the very first episode well, that's the, they didn't meet they already, they already knew each other but when, when we meet them meeting i love that his name is bradward bradward boimler yes <laughs> Uh, so, okay, how long did it take you to figure out she was the captain's daughter? Oh, I knew right oh, away. Oh, pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. I think I had to be told. I didn't assume. I'm like, oh, I could. It, it, they, they have a similar look, but I'm not going to assume. So, so to go with it, I, I take it you liked it, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. It's so good. Now, I will say that sometimes they use references as jokes. So if you didn't know the reference, it wasn't funny. But I knew the references, so I didn't care. Yeah, like, I probably missed a couple of those jokes. It very rarely went into the realm of what I would consider parody. No. They were telling fairly serious Star Trek stories in every episode. The only parody like thing was the, the, movie the episode? second last episode, the movie episode. But it was really, really well, so done. well done. Like the fact that they were using like music cues that were like they sounded like outtakes from Star Trek 2. They asked for extra money 
so that they could spend an extra long time doing that tracking shot around the Cerritos, <laughs> like in Star Trek, Trek the Motion Picture. picture. <laughs> See, and like for me, who I don't think I've even seen those movies, I don't even remember. I can't. You've I, seen two. I've seen two because you made You've me watch it. You've seen two and six. Which one is six? Six is the one with uh, Christopher Plummer. With the Klingon, Klingon Shakespeare. You haven't seen the one where they saved the whales? Oh, I don't know. So anyway, my point is, even though I have not seen those movies and couldn't make those references, it's still super enjoyable. And it's oh, not good. like I didn't. I was confused or I didn't like it. I mean, I you could tell just by how it was shot and knowing that there are Star Trek movies that they were parodying a Star Trek movie, mm. but you didn't need to know which specific one it was. My one wee little nitpick is that it... It almost became formulaic in that almost every episode had a Mariner-Boimler plot and a Tandy-Rutherford uh, plot. I would have liked to have seen the, the crew mixed up a little more. And uh, listening to an interview with Mike McMahon today, I think uh, they, he got that message too. And there's going to be an episode where Tendi and Mariner do their thing together. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they... I just would have. We're we're to we're led to believe that the four of them are really good friends, but we only ever see see those them in those two, two different yeah. friends. But groups. it kind of makes sense that that's how it would be split up because Mariner and Boindler are kind of like the they're in the command crew, track, the command yeah. track, and the other two are on like the science and science technical yeah. tracks. So it makes sense that that would be the divide. But I agree with you. They should. If they are going to be good friends, they should mix it up a bit. I love how super positive Tendi is. Like, she's so she's cute. Just, and Rutherford, he's like an innocent, crazy person. <laughs> the episode where his his he was going through all the different settings on his. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna keep pressing I love the how he has to keep pushing the button to get through all the settings. <laughs> and the episode where he was rebooting, oh, yeah. <laughs> like installing Klingon fonts. Why do I even do that? <laughs> And I, I love how they thought that they were on trial for that whole episode. And they're like, but it's a party. <laughs> no, this is super like a trial. Like you even got the spooky guy up there. He's like, Which I'm is, just here to set up for my uh, my daughter's that, birthday. That marked Kurtwood Smith's third appearance in the Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Because yeah. he's in uh, Star Trek Six. He's the Chancellor of the Federation. He's in He's in an episode Voyager. of Voyager. Yeah, because he's, in he's the, the time police, isn't he? Uh, it's not the time police. It's an alien race. And oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the Year of Hell two-parter that could have been a whole season of Voyager, which would have been awesome because it, it's like the pinnacle of Star Trek Voyager is the Year of Hell two-parter. It's amazing. You need to watch that. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember what happened in it. But They go through a whole year where they just get beaten up and beaten down and the ship's falling apart and, and then there's like a reset and it turns out it was a whole like alternate timeline oh and that's when they get a different kim yes i think so yes because then for the rest of the episode of the series i'm like that's not the real kim <laughs> oh is that that's when, alternate when universe kim when the two ships end up just out of alignment and could be Z. let the good ship go but then the best, i'm not yeah, voyager's the one series i'm not all that up yeah. on that's one of those that's things comes from. that i admire I like about this show is like there are a lot of like easy picking jokes like we didn't get a mirror universe episode nope. that would have been like and like this is me as a writer saying this <laughs> if i was doing the first season of a star trek show like comedy that would have been a go-to gag right right there 
But, but maybe that's something they're going to save for later and really or, kind of build something I like something that Q with. showed up, sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to see the Titan for the first time. First time the Titans ever appeared on screen. <laughs> Riker and, and Troy and ship. Has it now become a trope that Riker saves the day? This is the third time this has happened. Yep. Uh-oh, things are looking bad. Good thing Riker's nearby. <laughs> where <laughs> I like where that. do you think I get all the contraband Yeah, from? <laughs> he and Mariner have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, I love that. She was her mentor, and it's like he's supplying her with all her bad stuff. It's, <laughs> that's just perfect. Yeah. I also got to like the end one and the two, and Troy's like, oh, jazz. Four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. <laughs> And I like, like, even the visual presentation of it, mm-hmm. the fact that they're, like, mixing in, like, just in the background, various races and stuff that we've seen. Like, there's mm-hmm. a trail, apparently, that's on. It's yeah. a lot easier to do when you don't have to have an actor sit through that's six true. hours of makeup. Like, uh, yeah. Granted. But, yeah. like, like in the little callbacks, like, the bad guys in the last episode were, was perfect. And there were lots of references to the original animated series, too, with, like, Dr. Ta'ana is a Cation, which was a character on the, orig- on the original animated series. Um <laughs> She's is that the cat? Po- the cat. She doctor. is possibly my favorite part of the. Brain yeah, I, lo- I love the cat doctor. Do you know how hard it is to get nacho cheese out of fur? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Tandy gets to go, and she's like, "I get to clean the command deck." And like, you just have to get the cat hair off of the chairs. <laughs> and there was uh, the episode where Boimler was out of phase and was on that ship full of, of, of full freaks. of freaks, yeah. the guy, going to the farm. The guy who the commander who. Who had the evil laugh? But it's just how I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he was um, a Triaxian, which was a character on the original animated series as well. Yeah, so. awesome. And they're, they even have a still from it yeah. in, on one of the data pads. Kirk and, Kirk and Spock. When yeah. tri- that, that, and but they approach things that like we like as fans always joke about too, like the like. St- Starfleet, great at first contact, bad at follow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop like the, worshiping Landrew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how there's a sign on it that says "Do not obey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and all those little nods to to just start the Star Trek universe is what makes the show so great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, here's where we get into real spo- spoiler territory. Before we finish off this part of the discussion, um, so do we think uh, Bradward is staying on the Titan? Yeah, that's the weird like, way to it, end it. Part of me says he comes back, and the other part of me says they've written off that character. No, I, I assume he's going to be demoted and sent back. He's I know that Riker is coming back. Well, I was going to say, yeah, they've already said Riker is going to be appearing in the next, and, and Troy in the next season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I don't think it's going to be immediate, and I don't think he'll get demoted either. Like, Maybe I think he'll get oh. a new promotion to come back. Well, because the whole I thing kinda... is that the premise of the show is that they're the the like lower decks but he's the one ranks. who wants he wants to be up yeah. on the bridge crew but right? he's also the one that screws up all the time and can never get well, there I, I think the screwing up is pretty spread across the yeah. floor I think wow. we've left the show in a, in a very interesting place yeah, definitely. With, with Mariner working with her mother yeah. uh, the head of security is dead I know I loved him I was uh, sad. Well, and during the whole series, we got to see that Mariner, as much as a screw up as she is, it's on purpose. Oh, yeah. I loved that like, scene when she, she was fighting was herself. Somebody higher ranked didn't get demoted to this area. Just 
by being as flippant and not caring anymore. Because, but like, that episode where her old friend from the academy was a captain already, it was trying to recruit her to be her first. Now, officer. did you pick up in that show that they were maybe more than just friends back in the day? Because apparently there there was. That was the sort of insinuation that they who wanted. were more than just friends. Mariner and the captain, the substitute captain who came in, who made her Mariner the, the first officer. Been to the academy with? Oh yeah, it sort of it, to me it hinted at it, but I didn't think of anything. No, I mean, it doesn't other, matter. Like, but... it, it's kind of like it, it seems normalized to me now at this yeah, point, yeah. and it should be. Yeah. And you know, in Star Trek, there's like up until what was it Beyond, we really haven't seen a, a same sex couple. Yeah. And then they, they put it in Discovery as, like, an actual thing as right. opposed to just, like, I hate to put it this way, like a cameo. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and that's that's good. I, I'm i looking forward to the next season. I want to see where it goes. I love yeah. I love Commander Ransom, too, who whenever he's talking <laughs> to you, he's always, like, pumping iron. I can't Leave, I need to a... concentrate. I'm going to have to work out. Or haven't you been working out this whole time? What? No, I've just been lifting dumbbells. I have to... <laughs> That's Jerry O'Connell, right? It is. Yeah. That's he, Jerry he, O'Connell. He's, I think this is possibly the best acting he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I find when, when I listen, it, does, he, he doesn't, it doesn't sound quite like sound him. like him. No, no, it doesn't sound like him. Which is good. I hope uh, we get more of um, Paul Shear next year, too, as the chief engineer. Mm. I, I liked him, and he wasn't. He wasn't in the main credits, and I think I think he's going to get bumped up and be a little more front and center yeah. next. I wonder who where. I mean, they're going to have to put in a new security chief, but I wonder I who they're going to do. I pick Worf. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great. It's too high up. I, I could see it for an episode. That brings me to something I'd, I, I'm hoping for, is I don't mind the occasional drop-in. I don't want somebody regular. Mm. Like, uh, we had this discussion a while ago with about, um, what's his face, Wesley Crusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, what's the actor's name? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. He has stated he would love to do it. And somebody's oh, yeah. like, oh, they should bring him on full time. And like, no. no. He needs like to come back. Like an episode, maybe two. As a space god and be like, hey, You know who everybody? it could be? He dropped him, his character. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Harry Kim. Oh, that would be yeah. cool. Ensign Harry Kim. That's still an ensign? <laughs> yes. Aww, I think that would be funny. Kim. I think they or they could do it like a um, like rotating like every episode's a different chief of security because they're trying to figure out who it's going to be. And they keep killing him off. Every one episode or, could be war. Well, not one killing him, but kin. some of them are like, I don't want to be on yeah. this messed up shit. It'd be great if Warp is there for a day and then he's like, you know what? I already went through this shit on the Enterprise yeah, and just leaves. <laughs> Weren't there some? There were some other security officers that we saw. In the show, that, oh, it wouldn't be. I to me, I hope they just make up a new character. <laughs> they could all just be various clones of Tasha Yar. <laughs> could be. I, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And we know that season two, they're working on it already. I would guess that we'll probably see it about the same time next year as we got it this year. Yeah. So I would think first of August. So we're gonna have to rewatch them all before it comes up again. Which brings I, us to the next part of the show where we review Star Trek Discovery, but we have to watch it first. Yeah. You guys won't notice the difference, but I'm going to pause the recording and then start over again. Magic. Magic. <laughs> so we're back, even we though 
you, you at home probably didn't notice that at all. You gotta insert some Star Trekky music in between, yeah, maybe some non copyrighted Star Trek, or just the, uh, just like the sliding door noise. Whoosh. So we just watched the first episode of Discovery. Um, we might get a little spoilery, I guess, but hopefully you've watched it by now. We, we gave you plenty of warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We won't go huge in depth to it because it's That's also only, like one episode. It's, so. it's the first episode. Come on. Uh, pretty good hook. Yeah. To yeah. the entire season. Yeah. No, it's a good first episode. Made me want to see more. Oh, definitely. I would have liked... I mean, I, I get why it's set up the way it is. We don't see the Discovery and the rest of the crew. It's a Michael Burnham episode. But, man, can Sonequa Martin-Green hold a scene. She is mm. she's so phenomenal. good. Yep. She may be the best actor Star Trek has ever had. Up there with Patrick Stewart. I would put her on that level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the facial expressions when she was going through the whole drug scene sequences. <laughs> so good. Just yeah. They just the way she was yeah, turned on a dime from being oh, serious yeah. to whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm liking so she's in the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's by herself. Yeah. We know from the preview that the discovery survived whatever it is that's going of on. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Um but I like the fact that it's still in the original series timeline in a weird way. Like, because it's the Orions and the Andorians are now apparently the big power players. We're not seeing, like, it's not the Borg or, you know, like, they've drawn from Star Trek's sort of recognizable original series past. Right. As opposed to the Klingons, who are also, the Klingons, they kind of... We we've done that bit on Discovery already, right? Right. But I I kind of liked that about this is like okay, we don't know where it's going yet. No. Yeah, and I I never would have guessed that. Here's the spoilery part. I never would have guessed that the whole premise for this season is going to be them rebuilding the Federation. Like that's not where I mean I didn't know where it was going to go, but that's not what I would have come up with had I given it any serious thought. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also love that the. Again, spoilery stuff. The fall of the Federation doesn't seem to be because of any kind of war or something stupid the Federation did. An event happened. It destroyed Dilithium, which destroyed the way the Federation connected with itself. Yeah. Right? Well, it probably took out the majority of its fleet. Right. So So if you can't get between your core planets even... How can your how can your federation yep. survive? Yeah, so. so and that wasn't and it wasn't like it happened right after Michael left. It happened what 125 years ago we said or yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's also a smart little thing because that that's past Star Trek timelines that we know happened, right? Yes. Yeah. It's they like, made a conscious decision to set it past Anything yeah. that had been talked about. Yeah, so like we past Picard. Yeah, past, because yeah. if they had put it in next generation timeline, that kind of gives away the rest of the series. They go back in time, they fix things, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, but that's not necessarily given here. That might that event might occur no matter what right. happens in yeah. the rest of the season. And yeah. we knew there were episodes of Enterprise and Voyager where time travelers from the 26th and 29th centuries came back. And so we're now in the 32nd century. Yeah. yeah. So they said it far enough past the farthest known canonical 
Well, and um, then they even mentioned that all okay. time travel technology was destroyed after the something, something the temporal war. war well, which he didn't was, call it the temporal war. He called it didn't didn't no, have a different name. I, I thought he called it the temporal war, oh. uh, which I think is uh, evokes Enterprise. There was the temporal cold war on Enterprise. Yeah, there were the factions from the future that were fighting over the past. It was I don't. It was a. It was a plot line that I don't think really ever got resolved on that show. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that was all just holograms that Riker was watching anyways. <laughs> we ne- that now completely and utterly canonized because they put it in Lower Decks. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Um, I, I, I want to see the rest of it. Now, granted, I, I'd liked Discovery. And there's a lot of people who kind of bitched and complained about the second season that I still don't understand why it was a good season. Took a kind of a little bit to get going, but it was really good. Yeah. I like how every season is very different. Like the first season was all about uh, the captain from a different time dimension, something. It's been a long time. Mirror universe. Yeah. Mirror universe. There you go. So, oh, and the Klingon War. Yeah. And then the second season was all about Michael's mom as this like red angel popping back and forth through time and now this season again it's a completely different it's a continuous plot whereas the stuff that happened in the first two seasons affects what's happening now but it's not the same old same old every episode it's like a completely new show practically Mm -hmm. uh so i really that keeps it so because i get so bored when like every season is the same that I think this is why it's keeping my interest. It's like almost a brand new show every season. Yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes them to have Burnham and Discovery meet up. Like in the the clips that we see in the preview, it looks like it's a while. It looks like it's her hair is a while. her hair is super long, and and yeah. not only just in like terms of the time passing in within the show. But actual episodes, like part of me thinks it might not be until towards the end of the season. Or they might, I hope not. they might do split episodes where you know you get part of the episode is Michael and Book, and the other part of it is is what's happening on the Discovery, yeah, where they don't meet happening. in the show, but you still get to see what's happening. How many episodes are we getting this season? Thirteen. Thirteen. Here's an interesting thing: the episode titles were released, and unlike prior star trek shows they don't show the episode titles on the screen in this series this episode was called the hope is you part one there is no the hope is you part two listed as an episode oh interesting that's weird unless it's one of the titles suddenly flips by the time another title that's coming up halfway through the season is called unification Part three. Oh, that's an interesting because unification is the episode of Next Gen where Spock was shows up, where he's trying to reunite the Romulans with the Vulcans. Oh, and one of the episodes of this season is called Unification Part Three. Un- unification was a two-part episode. Oh, okay. It was the, that's it was a season three. ending and season. No, it was here, a mid-season, it? season six. Oh, or seven. I just always see it. I think it's because of what is it? Best of Both Worlds was like that. Yeah, and I just assume all the the big two-parters. That no, there were a few that were. happened in the middle of a season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. Just episode titles have given me like, ooh, there are some juicy things there that I can't wait to it, see. It, it also begs the question, are they just screwing with us? <laughs> like, and to be honest, good on them if that's well, what yeah. they're doing. Well, we know Spock won't be in it. No. No. But just but the title, Unification. Yeah. It has 
you would think has it connotations has to do of the Vulcans and the Romulans. Romulans. No, exactly. Or it could know, be yeah. the unification of all the different separated factions of the of the Federation. Yeah, but to specifically call it Part Three, yeah, is mm. yeah. <laughs> I guess Spock because Spock ends up in the what's it called the Kelvin. Spock timeline. ends up in the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. So yeah, you, it, can't, it technically can't be him if they keep to that canon as well, right? That's a yeah. I hate timelines. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. The, the Calvin timelines, the movie, the new movies with the JJ oh. because, okay. because the 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 Spock from from the regular universe crossed over into theirs, right? So Oof. at some point he has to disappear. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't mean they can't do cool stuff with it. He already disappeared because that was before Paul Picard. Yes. Yeah, it would have been. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Space Kitty Grudge. Yep. <laughs> Who I, apparently makes appearances throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, he's a, and has a glandular problem. Oh, I think he's going problem. to. Um, I think he's going to become the most popular Star Trek cat. I think he'll outrank Spot. Is, is there other Star Trek cats? There's Spot. Spot no, cat. I was going to say besides Spot, but you guys all oh, jumped on me before Spot, I just finished. Uh, there was an animated series episode Sheesh. where Spock had a pet cat-like thing. And there's yeah. a, the Doctor Cat. Oh yes. I don't think the the humanoid cats Do- count. Doctor Taana from Lower Decks. She's a cat. Yeah, but I don't know if I would group humanoid cats in with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot. They've built themselves a lot of room to play with. So. Yeah. I'm just, curious. Just in the 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 this season on Discovery where they were showing little clips going on. Um, I gotta say, I really like how Michael's hair is gonna end up. She's got like super long mm-hmm. braids. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. Mm-hmm. I always love that look. Um, I'm also glad. I really like Book. He's fun. He's like a space druid. Yep. <laughs> um, he was a bit of an ass, but I'm glad he kind of redeemed himself towards the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's another question Where does that remember that short that they did with the yep. abandoned discovery yep. in the future? Where does that. It's farther everything. forward in the future. Yeah, okay. That makes it even weirder in some ways. We know at some point Discovery gets abandoned. Yeah. yeah. The, but, in that episode, didn't they say that the Discovery had been abandoned for a thousand years? Yeah, something so like that. So that puts us a thousand years forward from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's still working. Still yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. We're gone again at Man. that point. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think we're all excited to see the rest of it. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, wait. Glad it's back. Finally, something new on TV again. Yeah, and you know we all we're going to be spoiled this fall with this and the Mandalorian starting in a couple of weeks. Yep. Expanse starting in December. Yep. Uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, When's One Division? No, no, no One Division is first. Is first. Right. You know, it's been a long summer of just a hell year. <laughs> yes. So to have things to look forward to. In this manner is a good, good thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which brings us to the end of the episode. And Geek Fix. Who wants to go first? I will. I discovered a comedy on Amazon Prime called The Goes Wrong Show. It is by the people who made the play that goes wrong, which I saw in Toronto a few uh, months ago. It is a it is a the play is about a group of actors who are terrible <laughs> and how their whole show just falls apart. 
The TV series is that same premise where they do a different play every week and something, lots of things go terribly, terribly wrong. In the last episode I watched, the play they were doing was called 90 Degrees, which is about a hot Tennessee summer. But the people who built the set saw 90 Degrees and thought everything needed to be turned 90 Degrees. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Amazon Prime? Yeah. And and so they've built this set where there's one room that's normal, there's one room that's turned 90 Degrees, and they're all sitting and they pour water and it, you know, it falls toward the ground but they've turned the camera so the ground is to the left and so everything falls to the left <laughs> and then another room they turn it 90 degrees more and everything is upside down it's very funny and then there's a courtroom drama where the again the set builders looked at the um looked at the the blueprints and instead of the scale uh uh, instead of every, thinking everything was in inches, they thought it was in centimeters. Oh, it's so a spinal every, tap. So everything is much, much smaller, and they're trying to get an entire jury into this tiny little box. It's very funny. Like Stonehenge, it's spinal tap. Yes, exactly. So uh, the Goes Wrong show on Amazon Prime, there are six episodes. I've watched four of them so far, <laughs> and I was watching it on my lunch break today and could not help but laugh out loud because it's just so ridiculous. And then there's the actor who just... It's always very proud of himself when he gets a line right and he just turns to the audience and smiles. <laughs> it's very, very funny. Very funny. The Goes Wrong Show on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Ryan. Uh, so I recently picked up an, a DC animated feature. Uh, I picked up uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Mm-hmm. I found the Blu-ray DVD digital for uh, the low, low price of $15, so it was a good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this movie wraps up the current uh, DC move- cartoon movie-verse that they started with Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, which they kind of, they started with a Flashpoint film, uh, and kind of started off mim- mimicking the New 52 of the comics. Uh and then slowly started coming away from the New 52 and just as, kind of... As DC abandoned as, the New as, 52. Yes. And just kind of started taking, a picking and choosing... Um, they, they cherry-picked some, some key DC comic storylines mm-hmm. and made them into these animated features. Uh, like Justice, they did do Justice League War, which uh, was just like the first uh, arc of the, of the New 52 Justice League. Uh, they did a Teen Titans Judas contract, which was similar but different to the original one. They yeah, did... same with Death of Superman too. It's yes. technically in that that yep, same animated it's... universe, oh, no, yep, right? It's the same, yeah, because that one takes place. Uh, Death of Superman: Return of Superman is one of the last ones that takes place before Apocalypse War because mm. they reference the fact that in that movie, Doomsday was sent there by uh, by Darkseid. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good for what it is. It's, uh, and in the spoilers, uh, in the end, uh, they reset the universe. They decide you know, the the Flash runs away to uh, create another Flashpoint, hmm. and now they've restarted and made a new. You know, they, now they've got more new cartoons out. Um, I don't know if they're going to be all in the same universe again or not, or any kind of continuity. Have they released was, anything since that one came out? Yep, Superman. three of them. Superman Man of Tomorrow just was the last Superman one. Superman Man of Tomorrow. Oh, and uh, Death in the Family. Death in the Family, and there was a, a death stroke. Yeah. Death in the Family, well. I kind of want to buy if I see cheap, because have you heard about it? 
Do so they have a foam pole to see who dies? Kind of. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Choose they've they've done three different endings for it. One where Robin dies, one that I guess follows the same as the comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. one where, one where lives. he lives, and I don't know what the third one is. I think is. the third one is one where Batman dies. Joker oh. dies. I think Man? it's one where Batman dies. Because in the know. original story, it was either... You phone to either kill Robin or Joker. No, it was, no, it was Robin, Robin lives, lives Robin, Robin dies. It was yeah. No, it was no. who it was who dies, Robin or Joker. No, it was just to, if Robin lived or died. It was yeah, Robin lives or dies. That's why okay. the whole big thing was that the fans chose to kill You look Robin. it up, That's you will prove me right. I'm sure that the other option was Joker dies. Anyways. And that's why it was overwhelmingly kill Robin. No, it was overwhelming me because nobody liked like Jason, Jason Todd. Todd at that point. Well, Jeez, yeah. I did. I got death in into Google, and it, it picked out death in the family. That is the the right name for the storyline, yes. right? Yeah. But yeah, so this cartoon. So since it's the Justice League dark one, it you know Constantine is heavy in it, uh, and some of the other magical characters as well. Ooh, I like the magical characters yeah. in DC. Is it Zatanna? Uh, she's in, she's in, already. She's in it a bit. Yeah, okay. Madame Xanadu. Um, no, I don't think she's appearance the, in this one. It is the dude who plays Constantine. In From the, the, yeah, they've been pretty good. The, the guy who, who voices Constantine in the last in the few cartoons is also the guy who plays him in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And this is one where uh, this one once again uh, Jerry uh, Jerry O'Connell is Superman in this. And uh, and his wife Rebecca Romaine is Lois Lane. Mm. Neat. Jen, do you have a geek pick? Are we going to wait to see? Okay, so here it is, according to Wikipedia, on the back of Batman four twenty seven, an advertisement was run featuring Batman carrying a severely wounded Robin. In the ad, readers were warned that Robin would die of his injuries because the Joker wants revenge, but that they could prevent it with a telephone call. Numbers were active for 36 hours. O'Neill would later admit to having voted in Todd's favor. <laughs> Being Denny O'Neill. Apparently he wanted to kill Todd, Jason Todd off. I was sure that the other number was, was that Joker would die. No, and, and in fact, so I've got like the first trade printing of that it's beaten up and I falling apart but it's got like the ad in the back of it like a reprint because i remember when i was a kid i tried calling the number <laughs> i believe i have the original comic somewhere yeah okay jen what's your pick uh i can't remember if this was my pick last time or not but i'm gonna pick uh castle did i already do that yes you, did, you did damn episode. it absolutely nothing else has happened in my life so um yeah Huh? Yeah, so lower then deck. I'm going to pick Lower Decks. <laughs> For all the reasons we already talked about. No, seriously, I, I've I've been reading a what lot of... What about that manga that you've been reading? Yeah, I already did that, too. Oh. I did Skip Beat. Um, so I've, I finished reading Vampire Night. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't no, remember. You read it, not me. I know, but I never looked at the titles because there's 19 volumes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then... Every, oh, yeah, that's all that's been happening. Sims. Did you get the Star Wars pack yet? No, I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Okay, I don't blame you. Yeah. Things are but they expensive. did announce that there's going to be a new expansion pack, and they're doing the announcement on uh, October the 20th. Will but I have no... Transformers. I have no idea what it is. Probably not. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they I guess... They have aliens, don't they? Yeah, they've got aliens and vampires, yeah, but not that alien. Transformers. Because they don't even have cars. Well, there you go. 
The light cars that transform. Uh, that would annoy people, wouldn't it? If they didn't get cars but got transformers instead. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> then that's what they need to do then. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my geek pick is Lower Decks. You should watch it. Also, um, send me suggestions for geeky things because uh, apparently I've run out. How is um, how is Sailor Snacking going? Sailor Snacking is still awesome. So I hope that you all listen to it. I was going to give us time for plugs at the end of the episode. Well, I was thinking that she could maybe geek pick something from Sailor Moon. (laughs) I always geek pick Sailor Moon. Hmm. Sailor Moon's the best. Um, Yeah, we're almost actually done recording the first season of uh, Sailor Snacking. But since we're recording it pretty much every week and it's being released every other week, it's going to be still airing in uh, next year at this rate. So. The, the episode that we released in July just got released today, or we recorded it in July, just got released last time. And so far, week. only one major foul up. Knock yeah, on one of the episodes disappeared. But, All right, yeah. I guess that means... Mike, yeah. What's your pick, Ben? Go for it. Come on, pick, so, something. pick so something. I got two. Oh. Um, I'm slowly working my way through Why the Last Man. Ooh, uh, so good. A, oh, is that uh, the ones you picked up off that woman? Yeah, so there was a, kid, or a Facebook marketplace seller nearby mm-hmm. who sold me the entire run of trades along with uh, the first five hardcovers of Invincible for forty five bucks. So, nice. how yeah, many hardcovers are of Invincible are there? There's another five. Oh, that, Did so. you see the trailer for Invincible? The oh, animated series. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Um, but like, and coincidentally, like after I started reading it, I realized that that show's shooting right now. Yes, in it Toronto. is. Toronto. Yes, it is. Why the Last Man? Oh, I was gonna say Invincible's yeah. a cartoon. They're not <laughs> shooting it. They're no, drawing. Why the Last Man is filming in Toronto and. Uh, I'm on the third trade in the series, and it's really interesting. If you haven't read Why the Last Man, it's about uh, a plague happens. A boy and his monkey. Yeah, basically, a plague happens that wipes out all the males of everything on the planet, including animals, with the exception of one guy and his monkey, who is also male. Mm-hmm. So they're they're sort of on a quest to figure out why... He's the only one, and there's, like, factions that don't want him alive. I was going to say, so it's like a utopia. Not exactly. <laughs> but like, I'm getting a great look from Ryan right now. <laughs> he got my joke. And he has a girlfriend who's in Australia that he hopes to find. And, like, it's, an, it's a very interesting series that um, you would think would play into stereotypes, but doesn't heavily there are, there are, there is the occasional thing where it's like a little bit of a groan of what the writer decided to do but on on a whole it's i think it's kind of accurate it just reminds me of that i think it's futurama it's episode of futurama where the men decide to have their own planet and the women's <laughs> the men's planet's all like garbage and fighting and they're like wearing loincloths and then <laughs> the women's planet it's got they're all riding unicorns and <laughs> There's all peaceful. Reference the the episode with the big Amazonian woman that wants snoo snoo. Oh yeah, that's a good episode too. <laughs> but the, uh, you can't go wrong with Why the Last Man, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, and it, and and it takes like a re- because it's like, well, how do you get more cows? How do you get more cows? Yeah, artificial insemination. Oh, I guess you got to make yeah, sure that you've got uh, sperm banks. And because it's like it, this plague thing happens fairly instantly, Quickly? like yeah. across the world. 
So it's like they have to try and get power grids back up and stuff like that too. And it's not like it's not a, com- a sexist comment of oh women can't do that. No, it's like just the people who were running that are now all dead. So you have to find the women who know how to run that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as well, right? Like it's like half, more than half the population. Of the yeah, planet it's not is necessarily like, uh, a gender thing. It's uh, now up, you're reduced. Doesn't he end up traveling with a Mossad agent, like an Israeli secret? service agent isn't she's it? shown up she's like an assassin but like i haven't but, but ever read the full series oh, before so. sorry yeah spoilers no, i know who you're talking about because she's appeared no he's traveling with a secret agent of some secret sort of branch agent. of the <laughs> of the uh the american government secret and agent a woman. scientist yep. who cloned herself and thinks she may be the problem mm. well then see you just have to clone the cows that's how you get more cows. Yeah, but she did her cloning thing illegally. Uh, and, her, and now all the men are and dead. Her, her, and her lab also got blown up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, so far it's been a good read. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Uh, Why the Last Man? It's a DC slash Vertigo comic. I guess if they were reprinting it now, it's a black label comic since Vertigo doesn't exist anymore. Because uh, I'm sure when that show starts, a new round of trades oh, yeah. will be on the shelves. Yep. And beyond that, just another slight thing. Uh, Ryan's brother, Drew, picked up uh, a Kenny Omega action figure from the AEW Unrivaled line. It is a fucking fantastic toy. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Drew. Um, brings us to the end end of the show. Uh, a whole bunch of us are on other things. So let's start with Jen because she makes a guest appearance on somebody else's show this week. I was going to mention that. Yep. So on October 24th, the episode's airing. I uh, guest starred on the Rocky Maivia picture show, which is on what? Post Wrestling? Yep. It's on the Post Wrestling Network. It's yes. hosted by our good friend, Nate I Milton. Kick- <laughs> you want to tell him? No. No, too late. Go ahead. <laughs> I just it was on the roll and it just came out. I'm Mom sorry. Mom and dad are fighting again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm on the show with Nate and we review the uh, 2014 Hercules movie. Um, and me with absolutely no background or interest in wrestling uh, made for an interesting discussion. Fun. Because we talked about it more from the Greek mythology and history side of things as opposed to uh, the rock as a wrestler side of things. Uh, it sounded like you were having fun. I couldn't hear your discussion, but I could hear you laughing. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of laughing. <laughs> uh, we also talked about the fact that Nate's been on this show a couple of times and never at the same time that I'm on the show. Hmm. So, Are yeah. you the same person? Poke Maybe through, we are. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure we could spot the differences between you and Nate. Yeah, probably. Pretty quickly. <laughs> I would hope Brent could. so that episode should be up on october the 24th and other than that as i already mentioned sailor snacking is still going strong um so yeah see what's the best snack you've eaten so far oh of all the episodes that have aired or of all the episodes so far episodes oh i think my number one is still the uh souffle japanese souffle pancakes oh yeah but i have bought malona bars a couple times since we did that episode and uh, the fish ice cream which is not actually fish ice cream. Oh. It's ice cream in the shape of fish. The, I'm not going to give it away, but the snack that I had was surprisingly good. Mm. The Oreos we had were pretty good. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I had Pocari Sweat. It was... And green tea Kit Kats. Fine, yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, we have a lot of fun with that show. And, and uh, I got now got to say I go to Centra a lot more specifically just to buy snacks for myself nice. after doing this podcast. And pork buns. Oh, God, yeah. The pork buns are great. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a great like frozen pork bun. Uh, oh, like, I'll you have can to microwave it. It's really good. I yeah, love and, pork buns. And I usually buy a couple bags of frozen dumplings. And mm. yeah. So cool. yeah. Listen to the podcast. Please rate and review us. I'm not sure who is actually listening to it, if anybody. Mm. I am. Besides Kevin. <laughs> and Speaking <me>. of Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is on another podcast, too. I am on a couple of podcasts. The oh, late- yeah. I forgot. You've got a bunch going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing many podcasts now. So the last, the latest episode of Stage Whispers came out last week. Um, we're on a, we're, we're on a three week release schedule, so that seems to work out fine for us. Um, that's our, our show about local theater to the central Ontario region. Um, I'm really having a good time putting that together. There's more going on than we thought. And it's fun to talk to people about things we love, like just like this. It's just another thing I love and it's fun to talk to people about that. So do you have like, I haven't listened to it, but do you have um, the same hosts every time or do you get guest people coming in from other like theater areas? There are three hosts, uh, myself, my friend Trudy Romanek, who lives here in Barrie, and my friend Nancy Smokler, who is in Beaton. Uh, we uh, generally do an interview or some kind of feature um, story every week. We do the news at the beginning, just like we do on this show. And then we're trying to do some sort of listener feedback, interactive question kind of thing as well. So, yeah, we, we run about an hour per episode. And like I said, we release every three weeks. Um, we assumed when we started this podcast early in the summer that by this time we'd be talking about auditions and upcoming show dates. Apparently not. So our last episode, I interviewed uh, two friends of mine who are both high school drama teachers to find out how teaching drama during a pandemic is going and uh, how you do that. Uh, it was quite an interesting discussion. Uh, if you're interested at all in that, check out Stage Whispers. We're on all the platforms. And uh, I am also still doing Galaxy Class, which is the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast on the United Federation of Podcast Network. We do, I do that with my friends Amy Nelson, who's in Las Vegas, Rhea Papa Giorgio, who is in Nebraska, and Joe Keegan, who is in Scotland. And uh, we have several different series of episodes going on. We have one where we find the best qualities in the worst episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. We are doing in-depth character studies of various characters on that show. And then my baby that I brought to the group is what we call Batleth Battles, where we take two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and put them up against each other in a tournament bracket and determine which one is best. And in... Many, 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 many months, we will eventually discover what the best episode of, or not episode, story, the best Star Trek The Next Generation story is, because we included the four movies, and we turned any two-parters into one one story in the, uh, in the bracket, so. Neat. Those are fun, and I'm having a good time doing that, and it's fun uh, chatting with, these are people I met last summer when I went to Star Trek Las Vegas. Oh, that was another news bit I meant, meant to mention, that Star Trek Las Vegas uh, it got canceled in December, rescheduled for August, but it is no longer any official Star Trek convention. They lost their, they lost their connection with CBS, so the convention oh, no. is now called the Fifty Five Year Mission. Uh, it is no longer the official CBS Star Trek convention. Yeah, so. that seems like there's got to be more to that story. I but. think. 
Uh, I read somewhere that CBS may have signed an agreement with the company that runs um, Star Wars Celebration. Oh. Stay tuned for so, further news and future So episodes. I have a feeling there may be an, a new official Star Trek convention yep. at some point. And if they want to fly us out for stuff, we'll gladly do that. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no allegiances other to free travel and money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that is everything that's going on with me, um, podcast-wise, at the moment. Um, yeah. So Galaxy Class and Stage Whispers and True North Nerds, which is always my first love, because this is what got me started. So woo! I kind of feel that if you want to do a special episode one day, you get uh, so one of uh, Kevin's uh, improv team partners is my former high school drama teacher. I think you should get Steve and I on, but at separate times and have each of our versions of a story that happened while he was teaching me. Ooh, <laughs> that's an interesting. I, I can idea. tell you exactly like how he was when he got frustrated each time. <laughs> it's a certain part of dialogue he used to go to. Fun. I will have to ask him about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what else well, do you have going on, Brent? Um, or Ryan, much. Ryan, do you have anything else going on? Nope. Okay, Brent, do you have anything else going on? Yeah, Ryan and I are starting a new show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Is that what you've been <laughs> doing every Wednesday look night? look at Ryan's face there for a minute as we are. <laughs> well, no, we've talked about stuff. But. Yeah, we should do a couple more specials at some point. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm, this is my, my primary thing because I'm doing this and I'm doing the production on Sailor Snacking. Woo! Uh, but I do also have my radio show on 89.1 Max FM awesome. every Thursday night, 9 o'clock. I'm playing goth, industrial, and weird stuff. Um, if that's not really your bag, I do suggest you, if you've got nothing family-related, tune in Christmas Eve because I am doing a Christmas special. Ooh. Speaking of which, i got to talk to Kevin about, uh, I might have to get him to record something in a, a particular character's voice that okay. he has an affinity for. Okay. That it has something to do with Christmas. It's Picard. <laughs> it's Picard. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of the show doing some sort of thing that we're with some stuff and not probably not sure all in person, yet. but it was nice to do this together again for a change. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for listening. I could just look at Jen and make her laugh. <laughs> Instead of sending me texts in the chat. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. Good night. Bye, Pass everybody. my bedtime. See you Good night. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.